0: Hi guys, and welcome to Toonhounds, uh, your... Oh, I'm going to start that again, Smith,
1: Yeah, you sounded a bit too over-enthusiastic.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. It was too... Uh, it was too non-British, let's just say that. Yeah.
1: Come on, be more stoic.
0: Hi, guy. Oh, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> what did you say? I said, be more stoic. Okay,
0: all right, well, fine. I'll go back. I'll go back. This is a British podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> Hi gang, welcome to Toonhounds, your fortnightly foray into all things
1: animated.
0: I'm Rich Masters and with me as always is my co-host and friend Spivsy.
1: You're all wet. See, because we're doing aquatic cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that's a, that's a bit of a spoiler for the episode that we would have done in five, <laughs> five seconds anyway. But um, Spivsey, for those who don't know... Uh, about aquatic cartoons. Can you explain what water is, please?
1: <laughs> water is a chemical compound comprised of H2O, which is one part hydrogen and two parts oxygen. It's the. Uh... Is it that way round? I don't know. Is it? I think it's is it, H2. Is it... So it's
0: two hydrogen atoms. Yeah, because be atom, it would be HO2, wouldn't it? Isn't that like some kind yeah, of acid? It would. <laughs> yeah, would. I, I think H2SO4 yeah, is that's, a type of acid. Yeah, that's. Um... Sulfuric
1: acid. Sulfuric isn't acid, it? yeah. Uh, well, yeah. water is the life force of humanity. It um, helps us it to is. live. And if you don't drink water, you uh, could dehydrate and die. Mm-hmm. So, And you're super uncool yeah, if you don't drink water. You are, yeah. So if you want to be cool <laughs> like the Toon Hounds, drink water. Hydrate. Hydrate. <laughs> don't be late. Hydrate.
0: And... <laughs> and cool like these cartoons we're talking about. Oh, yeah,
1: they're really cool.
0: Yeah. They're... I liked both of them this week. Spoilers. Yeah, I, I, really I, I did as well.
1: I thought that um, the one that I picked was going to be an absolute pile of trash, but I didn't think it, it was a... that bad. <laughs> I I
0: think, um, we'll talk about it more, but I think produ- uh, I think there's elements that if they had have changed, it might have been more successful than it was.
1: Yeah, yeah, he could tell. There, there was things in it where I thought, yeah, I don't really know where the, what they're mm. going for with this, like who their target yeah. audience is, but... Yeah. It wasn't yep. bad.
0: <laughs> so um well that's a good that's a good start since we're on uh your cartoon. Yep. Why don't we talk about yours?
1: Um we talk we watched the uh incredible TV series Fish Police by Hanna Barbera. Which is basically on
0: had six episodes. Six episodes,
1: right? only three aired. It oh, was wow, cancelled after three episodes and then never aired the last of the season.
0: So it's all on um Russian cartoon is, site yeah. ru.
1: Um, uh... I watched it on YouTube. There's, oh really? Yeah, there's a guy who's uploaded the six episodes, including commercial breaks from the time that it aired. Oh, that's which cool. is really good. Like I enjoyed the commercial you... breaks more than the actual cartoon. I think.
0: Yeah, you need to put those commercial breaks in our commercial breaks. Yeah, I will.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that'll be funny. Um,
0: so uh, that's interesting. Was the quality any better on YouTube?
1: No, no, it was, like, ripped from a VHS. Mm.
0: Yes, it's it's hard to watch in terms of quality. Yeah. Um, had you ever heard uh, of Fish Police before? No, absolutely not at all. I But I remember seeing the main character.
1: Yes, I had, like, a very vague memory of Fish Police existing, but I'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. I just had the name Fish Police in my head. And I figured out yeah. there is a Simpsons episode, uh, one of the... Um, treehouse of horrors where it goes over a graveyard and three of the graves say fish police capital critters and family dog which were three cartoons which Uh. were created in the early 90s to try to compete with the simpsons and all three of them got cancelled in the first season and it was a joke about that and that's where i knew fish police from Uh. i've still never seen capital critters or family dog and I no, don't expect no. a I, will so unless we do I've it for this. I have seen Family Dog. I recognise it. I think it. I've seen Family yeah. Dog. Yeah, uh, I googled um, it and it's a very, a very recognisable character. But I don't know where mm. from. I think there might be like a Super Nintendo game of Family Dog or a Genesis right. game. That might be where I know it from. But I recognise the character almost immediately. Mm. But I've never seen it and don't expect a okay. will.
0: <laughs> no. So both cartoons we've picked this week have been... Um, they're quite out there, I'd say, yeah. as concepts for children's cartoons. Yeah, I would say um, so. Yeah, yeah. Fish well, Police. I would go so far to say it's not a children's cartoon. I don't cartoon. think it
1: is. No, I mean, I, I don't know what time it would have aired because it feels like it was trying to be a primetime show. Mm. But it doesn't really like a work pre-family as guy, that. family guy. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think it really works as that kind of show. Like it's um, no. it's kind of straddling between being an adult-oriented comedy and being for children. Like, it doesn't know what it wants to be.
0: Yeah, I agree. And whereby like something like Toxic Avenger was like... um, as a callback to an episode. Yeah. Um, So Toxie was... uh, um, I would say that straddled that line much more effortlessly. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Fish Police has really childish things and then really adult things as well and adult jokes. Yeah.
1: And um, a surprisingly talented voice cast.
0: Yes, although I have a, a surpri- I, I don't think John Ritter is cast very well. I
1: don't either. But he was uh, this was uh-huh. like, what, 92? He would have just finished Problem Child 2, I think. Yeah. So he was What's probably... John
0: he was in Beethoven as well, wasn't he? Or am I thinking of the other guy? Oh, I don't
1: know. I only know from Problem Child and in Scrubs. Okay. And um, yeah. Uh, Eight Simple Rules, was he in that as well?
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think he was. He was, in, he was one of those guys who was in every single TV show yes. in the 90s, yeah. was yeah, he? Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's got like one of the most recognisable... If you don't know who John Ritter is, listen to his voice, you know who John Ritter yeah. is. Yeah, he's one it's of like, those um, guys. It's if like you, if you didn't know who um, Armin Shimmerman was, um, and then you heard his voice <laughs> <Yeah>. or <laughs> saw
1: him, you'd be like, oh, is that guy who's in everything? Yeah, that's the guy who plays Raz's dad in Psychonauts.
0: Yeah, or the um or the principal in Buffy.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, he does, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um Uh so Yeah,
1: let's let's talk, talk about fish police. police. Yeah. It's let's talk all fish police are bastards. <laughs> yeah. Um what is what would that be? Afbcab. Yeah. Af. Uh fish police is basically a crime procedural drama where everybody is a fish. Or some mm-hmm. kind of aquatic sea creature. It's a film noir. Yeah, yeah, it,
0: yeah it is. It's a, it, 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 I think that's why we like. it I so I think much, so right? as well,
1: because it's got all of the trappings of being a film noir. It's got the femme fatale, it's got the uh, down-on-his-look detective, it's got the the crime boss, the um, the crime boss Biscotti yeah, the Calamari. Woman sh- who's, <laughs> the woman
0: he should marry, Yeah, who's yeah. the perfect woman for him, but he doesn't because he's slightly obsessed with the
1: femme fatale. Uh, voiced by Megan Mullally. The uh, oh, really? the waitress yeah that surprised me because she doesn't sound yeah. like her <laughs> no and we got uh, uh, Frank Welker's in it as well playing um yeah Frank the bodyguard Frank Welkers and in everything as well Tim Curry plays a shark lawyer yep which was oh, what was his name uh, Sharkster Sharkster Sharkster. Yeah. Sharkster and there's um God who else is it uh, Ed Asner is playing the chief the police chief Chief Abalone yeah But like, there are so many yep. good character actors in this show it's unbelievable
0: yeah
1: a lot of people from i looked this up a lot of people from the movie it's a mad 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 world that's weird that always
0: makes me think is there a producer involved or something like that
1: yeah because that that interested me like it's one is interesting but three different people are all in the same movie and Mm. the um the the little crab guy is voiced by buddy hackett who is a uh a very uh famous famous comedian and uh, the first episode of Fish Police starts with a murder immediately, where a a man a is moider. a moider. There's been a moider, where a fish character is um, thrown from the uh, fr- from like a t- top floor window, which you have to kind of uh ignore the fact that they're under the sea for most of this <laughs> yeah, the because they do fish. live on the sea floor. <laughs> yeah. And there's it's yeah. quite a few jokes about them, like like fin prints and things like that. Yeah. But why would they go? Uh, there was walking? one of
0: the funniest jokes in this episode <laughs> was that the um coroners bring a sardine oh, can yeah, yeah. and wrap the yeah they turn the key to put the, the fish back <laughs> yeah, in the sardine yeah. can. That was so funny.
1: I I like fish jokes. I mean, they're really Mm. bottom of the barrel humour, but I enjoy a good fish. (laughs) Bottom of the fish barrel. Bottom of the fish barrel, but I enjoy a good fish joke. Because this is one of those shows where it's set under the sea, and much like Jabba Jaw, does Mm -hmm. it need to be set under the sea? Probably no, it not. It doesn't.
0: And I find this is a common trait amongst nearly every cartoon set underwater. Yeah. The physics don't apply. Like, it's yeah. like SpongeBob, right? Yeah. Another, it doesn't, it doesn't need to be in we the sea. Yeah. doesn't need to be in the sea. It's just that the sea is such a. Uh, sea and space yeah. are the two things that we know next to nothing about. Like, there's still. You know, still so many new species every day being found in the yeah, sea. Yeah, And I think it's just something magical. And it, like, you know, to have a, a blue color palette mm. to do your animation, that's got to be a bit different, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You're used to, you, they could just be putting, like a, a blue film over mm-hmm. the uh, over the yeah. cells. But but it's one of those where you think, but is the cartoon improved by them being fish and the show being set under the sea? Mm. Probably not. But no, <laughs> it's it's just one of those things. Like I enjoyed it. I thought that it, the uh, the aquatic nature of the cartoon made it a bit more interesting than if this was just a film noir cartoon set, you know, in Chicago or something. It definitely lets you. Um, I, I
0: definitely lets you play with a broader. Um, character design set yeah so you can have like different species of fish and different colors and stuff like that it's a very colorful cartoon it is yeah great yeah it it reminded me a lot of Toxie
1: yeah Um, I can get that yeah I got
0: got those vibes all the way through the same color palette the same sort of like character design sort of like aesthetics it um yeah it was it was really good. I really enjoyed the story. I did as well. I really well. enjoyed all the characters. I thought that it maybe shouldn't have been as short as it was. I think it should have probably been an animated feature film rather yeah, than Yeah. Uh, if it was um, an animated feature series.
1: Film, I think that would have been a lot like Ozzy and Drix. Yeah. Yeah. But it would have and, worked.
0: You know, when was it when was it created? When what year was it?
1: Uh 92 the cartoon came out, but it was based on a comic which is completely different. I don't know when the comic came out. I think it was like the uh, hmm. early '80s. We have a look.
0: Do you think '85 um, yeah. that was the the um, decision to make it a cartoon was influenced by Little Mermaid? Because Little Mermaid Possibly, was like '90, yeah. Uh, '89,
1: 89, yeah. Because the uh, the uh, so. sti- uh, I don't know if I'm saying his name properly, but Steve Moncusi or Moncuse who mm-hmm. created the comic book, he hated the cartoon. Like he absolutely despised really? it, yeah, because it, it was completely different to his own cartoon, and they um they like sort of sterilized all of the character designs and he he wasn't mm. a fan
0: that normally says to me that his character designs were based on race,
1: possibly i've never read the the mm, comic
0: book i've never read it either no. it's making me want to read it just to find out what it was like, yeah, because um there are too many. There are. This is one of the drawbacks of the cartoon, which is kind of like you know. This is what um, you know. Nineteen twenty Chicago's mm. was kind of like a bit of a melting pot of culture, anyway. Yeah. But there is a a lawyer who I think they probably could have got a little bit ethnic stereotype with. There's mm. an Italian mobster. Yeah. No. The Italian mobster. Kind
1: of a, do you know? Do you remember what the Italian mobster's name was? No. Biscotti calamari. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he was Biscotti. played by um, Hector uh, Elizondo. Who is? is—he I recognise him. He was in Beverly Hills Cop 3, and he was in Runaway oh, okay. Bride.
0: No, I don't know. Yeah, I recognised I the voice. I did as
1: well, like almost immediately, mm. but I don't know if I recognised the voice that he was doing or if I recognised his voice specifically. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. There's a lot of um there's a lot of voice actors who ape certain styles, don't they? Yeah.
1: yeah. Um Oh, I think I know where I know him is. from. He was the narrator oh, in think. Mucha Lucha.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. That that's that does sound familiar. Yeah.
1: Oh, he was the um the he was James Gordon in Lego Batman movie. Oh, cool. So he's still going, still doing shit. There
0: you go. <laughs> I think I think um I'd, uh, you know I say I'd love to be a voice actor. I suppose we are a voice actor. I mean, somehow. kind of. Uh, but a paid <laughs> voice actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, although I can't do any voices other than Hoteens. They all descend <laughs> into a pirate, Jamaican pirate, which is really <laughs> bad. Um, but, yeah, I um, I really liked it. I thought the story was a bit too much for kids to follow.
1: Uh, yeah, um, I thought... Which is... It's kind of, I was kind of in the middle with that because... Mm. I, I didn't think I didn't think they went far enough with the mystery aspect because the no, no, the no, reveal no. is just there's not really a reveal. It's just we need to finish the episode now. But I think that could be a probably yeah. being a twenty-two minute cartoon.
0: Yeah, and that's what I mean. If it had been a feature-length film, you could it could have been much much better. Yeah, definitely. Um, I uh, but it was the jokes were. I mean, there was some off colour. Yeah, it was uh,
1: uh, There was some risque sexual moments. Content. Yeah. Especially yeah. at the end with Angel.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you, um, what did she say? Oh, she can't said remember. something about visiting her. It was a. It was a. Like a triple entendre rather yeah. than a double entendre. Because <laughs> she had the. You had the subtle joke, the fish joke, and the come, come and have sex with me joke. Yeah. Um, but. There's lots of themes at play as well, like this, the typical detective who knows and loves this, um, did he say she was a single mum?
1: Oh, I don't remember.
0: At the diner? I can't remember, maybe I'm just putting that. Maybe, but, you've, um, you've
1: just given your own canon to the Yeah, <laughs> to exactly. The well, You're I mean, it's only six
0: episodes, so prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um But... But he, this woman is clearly the better match for him. She's yeah, yeah. you know reliable, dependable, loves him. Um, he loves her, but he is he has an, an attraction to yeah this femme the, fatale. The danger, clearly Jessica
1: Rabbit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, who um, um uh, her fish design like they do this a lot in cartoons involving fish people. They try to make the fish look sexy, but yeah, it's a yeah. fish. It's a fish. It's a fish. And you have the
0: typical um, <laughs> clamshells on the boobs. Yeah, yeah. And they have, like, design. thin
1: ears. They do it in them. Um, yeah. I mean, this... I'm going to put my own canon into this as well. Fish Police is the same canonicity as Shark Tale. It exists in the same universe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Fish Police yeah, is the just the very 30s similar. of Shark Tale.
0: Um, I, but I can't... Normally, I can say why I liked a cartoon i can mm. pin it down yeah i can't i don't really know why i liked this i think maybe because it was it was film noir yeah i think it that is just noir, the, that's the it?
1: basic reason for me enjoying it is yeah. because it was a film noir because mm. i didn't expect it to yeah. be i thought it was going to be like you know the police i thought it was going to be like sort of sam and yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah 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 i agree that's what i thought it was going to go for um, it was. More, I would say though, on the scale, it was more Who Framed Roger Rabbit than Chinatown.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. It, um, but I think that's just the aspect of it being animated and meant to be funny.
0: Yeah, hmm. but, I but this think would that, this would have
1: been really interesting to watch if it was a complete straight drama, but with with yeah. fish people, that would have been a brave choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that would have gone down. <laughs> no. um,
0: but I. Uh, the I liked the his fish sort of analyst who was predicting all his needs, oh, yeah, yeah. which was quite funny. Um, they played that joke. Tad. They played that joke one time less than it wouldn't have been funny. Yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. They did it. They stopped at exactly the right scene. But I, um, I never watched I, the other
1: episodes. But do you think they would have done no. that across the entire series? Like, would that have been a running maybe, gag? Maybe. Maybe. Um, but I also think
0: that that is okay to reuse that joke in that that's the joke with yeah, that character yeah. that character is super capable but is not a detective um it's kind of like penfold um oh yeah yeah House. very well Penfold, much. penfold yeah. is the the competent one yeah um and I like that dynamic uh I mean we do that in Tontoria on Subspace as well, yeah. well we did do it um but That the the um, most competent characters are the least the lowest pecking order. Yeah, it's 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 a common animated trope. trope. Yeah, yeah. I think that if you don't have that in your animated movie, I think there's something wrong. You even have it, like we mentioned, Lego Batman. Yeah, Robin, uh, Michael Sarah's Robin is much more competent than (laughs) well on its Batman. Um, (laughs) That's uh, yeah. Uh, It it just. he was a good character the Mm -hmm. police chief was a good character yeah I would have liked Um, to
1: see if as a different show I would like to see as the um, the people working at the police station as like the main characters mm -hmm. as like a sort of ensemble cast because I found them really interesting like Catfish was a good character yeah I want to see more from him he reminded me a lot of Beverly Hills Cop yeah Um, how long did the comic run for do you know uh, five years I think Eighty-five to ninety.
0: Oh, wow. To ninety. Okay,
1: okay. I've already closed the so, thing. Uh, Eighty-five to ninety-one.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Twenty-six That's issues. That's odd, isn't it?
0: That is odd. Mm. I mean, similar sort of story to the mask, I guess, in a lot of ways. In yeah, the, yeah. I, I think that maybe the cartoon would played it more for played it more straight.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Um, we'd have to like read the comic to try to get a a, a gauge on it because the only thing old. I've seen is the front cover. Mm. And you can't really get what it is from that. Yeah, maybe we'll do that as like a special. We'll read the 26 issues of Fish Police, and maybe <laughs> G- we, give we our opinion. Compare opinions. it
0: against the mask or something. <laughs> yeah. The first opening up. Um, I but I think like its strengths were the character design, the the universe it was creating, mm-hmm. um, the fish puns were
1: great. Yeah, um, who doesn't like a good fish were... pun?
0: Yeah. There were a lot of good stuff like that. Like the sardine can was just the, the tip of the iceberg. That's a very aquatic uh, yeah. theme I just picked there. Um <laughs> but there were lots of things like that. Like um when he shows his badge and it's a starfish and yeah. the starfish is alive. Yeah, star- that was that's really like a
1: main, like starry's like a main character. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. They uh, like I think it she's actually mentioned in the list of characters on like the Wikipedia. Oh okay. Page. <laughs> yeah. Which is really um, silly. Like, but I I really enjoyed that. The
0: things that didn't work, I feel were the mix of adult and children theme because it was yeah. too childish in some places and too adult in others. Yeah, it was it was um,
1: um a bit of uh, whiplash occasionally when it would yeah, change. Yeah, definitely. Tact. Yeah.
0: And I th- I think what you said about the um story being simplistic is probably because it was leaning towards the more kid element yeah. of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was oh god, ninety two. Simpsons would have been on mm. season three at this point. Yeah, so yeah, humour was a bit more sophisticated yeah, than yeah. Fish Police. I, can't, I, I was really surprised that this was made to rival the Simpsons because they're such yeah, completely different programmes.
0: Yeah, I um, so I have a theory about how um, most aquatic productions don't do as well as they could do. Yeah. Because they're hampered by being undersea.
1: Maybe, yeah. Yeah. I think there's uh, an
0: outlier here in SpongeBob.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this um they never really know what to do with the the setting that they're in and it always just ends up being above the ground, but some people are fish. Yeah. Or like there's a shark. It's never there's never a reason for them to actually be set in the cartoon. Under the water, but no, we could just talk about aquatic cartoons in general to try to yeah. uh, to get a gauge on how these things work. Because there's a there's a surprising amount of cartoons which are set oh, under God, the sea. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a British equivalent to this cartoon
0: it's... called Sharky and George.
1: Yeah, yeah, you told me about that. Who
0: are and I've never uh, seen so. Sh- Sharky and George were, uh, it's late 80s. I think it's probably before. Um, I, this is all, uh, you know, not backed up by any fact. Yeah. So top I'm just of, having off a guess. Head, I, remem- yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing it. After the time my brother was born, so it must have been about nineteen eighty seven and two to, to two thousand. I was going to say that's a massive gap <laughs> to nineteen ninety. Um, and Sharky and George were a PI and a his assistant, yeah, essentially. And Sharky was a shark, and George was like a guppy, yeah. And essentially, they solved crimes, but it was terrible. I remember thinking <laughs> at the time that this is so. You know how like um it's the wrong sort of british oh the bad yeah, animation yeah. like you know um banana man is the right sort of british yeah uh, uh super ted is the wrong sort of british. yeah i
1: get what you mean yeah yeah it's like that um that difference between uh, button moon and uh quackula yeah yeah yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. it's um there's a lot of cartoons that fall on the wrong side. The right side is Danger Mouse. That's the right side. Yes. Yeah. Um, but even that is treading the line. Sometimes it becomes a bit boring.
1: Boring mm.
0: is boring is what I associate with um, a lot of British animation. Like yeah, it's like yeah, trying a...
1: too hard. In the seventies and eighties, they kept doing like very, very, very limited animation for British cartoons, mm. and I don't really know why they bothered because they could have just done it as like like um like Paddington did it where it was cut outs and they would yeah. be like just moving around the scene. Or like um Finger Mouse, which was literally just a yeah. cone on somebody's finger.
0: But Or Trapdoor. Yeah, I love Trapdoor. Where it was like Trapdoor's great. Um but like basics claymation. Yeah. Um which
1: was great. Excellent stuff, yeah. And then they yeah, you get like, stuff like um uh, oh, God, Mungo something and George. Do you remember that? Where it was like a, a little girl and a dog and a mouse. Yeah, I do remember. What was it called? I'm going to search Mungo to see what comes up. <laughs> was it Mungo, Bungo and George? It's definitely
0: an a rhyming word, isn't it? Yeah. Or something like that. Or an alliteration.
1: Oh, it's just coming up with the character Mungo McMungo from Heathcliff. Mary, Mungo and oh. Meech. Mary, Mungo and Mitch. So it's alliteration. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, like that, that was that. That was just, like, uh, like static pictures with a narration. Mm-hmm.
0: I think there is an element of timeless technique yeah. that makes British animation quite popular, um, like claymation, like, you know... Um, I can't remember what that, that cut-out animation style is called. Um, but, you know, stuff like that is mm. great. When they try and be American cartoons, and Sharky and George did this... It doesn't work. Yeah. Because uh, the the animation studios aren't as slick. Um, But there's lots of cartoons that were set in the sea, and I think the sea potentially takes away from that. Like, Finding Nemo doesn't need to be... Finding Nemo's uh, probably, I would say, my least favourite Pixar film.
1: Oh, really? Mm,
0: I really don't think there's much of a story there. I find the stuff that is in The Fish Tank with Mm. um, Willem Dafoe's character um, much more interesting than any of the stuff with Dory
1: and Marlon. Yeah. Um, That character was called Gil as well, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, Gil, (laughs) yeah.
1: Um, So we are connecting it to Fish Place though. Indeed,
0: indeed. Um, But Finding Dory is terrible. Yeah, Um, I don't like Finding Dory. Just a really awful film. I like the ending Um,
1: when they're driving the van. Because mm. it's really stupid. Yeah, yeah, that one's good. But the rest of it, um, I don't really care.
0: The rest of it is crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wonder if it is because there's... This might be a me thing. I think... I don't know. Do you have this sort of like deep-seated, almost borderline phobia of the sea?
1: Not really, no. Because um, okay, I've never really had much contact with it.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, well, I live on the coast. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 thirty minutes from
1: the beach, and yeah. we go to the beach all the time. Um, I do but... have a deep-seated fear of giant sea creatures, but but that's th-
0: I but think that that make... I don't
1: think it's like a phobia because who wouldn't be afraid of a whale?
0: Well, that that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's um, maybe phobia is the wrong word, but just like healthy th- fear. Yeah, yeah. So if I think it be- it becomes about boundaries. Yeah. So. Um, like i know sitting in this office that i'm recording in that um it's not just a Toonhounds office it's not got, like a, a, a separate podcasting office it's just the room where i do my work at townhouse um,
1: hq <laughs>
0: <laughs> but there are four walls and i know where everything is i know where my exits are mm. i know where you know it, you know it, it's just comfortable in the sea in space in, you know, like, in those sorts of unknowns, it's almost like agoraphobia.
1: Yeah. Like it's, a
0: fear of the open.
1: Yeah, you don't have to worry about what's above or below you.
0: Exactly. Like, you don't need to worry about what you're stepping on. You don't need to worry about where the land ends Yeah, and stuff like that. You don't need to worry about which direction is up. Because oh, there's, yeah. a really common, um, there's a really common... There's a really common... A nightmare that everyone has about like water about how like they're underwater can't find their way to the surface yeah, or yeah. they're in a maze of water like they're like really really common dreams and they're like psychoanalysts will probably say that they're to do with you know un- unspoken sort of like fears yeah, things yeah. you're not the, a real aware of yeah the unknown in general um and everyone has those. Everyone has those, and it's like you know how if you put a cucumber behind a cat, the yeah, cat will be afraid yeah, I of it. Think it's a snake. Yeah, right. But where has we that? Don't come do that from? to your that cats. Is... That's really cruel. <laughs> no, don't do that to your cats at all. Um, but like, where has that come from? That's genetic. Primal. Fear. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, and I think we all as humans have a genetic fear of the sea.
1: Yeah, but if you think of like what if every phobia is a like a genetic fear for your own genetic ancestry so like people who it are afra- so like people who are afraid of like dust years mm. ago one of their ancestors chokes on dust and now they've got like <laughs> a genetic memory <laughs> i mean i but think I'm you're going afraid. a bit of narrow of, um... there for comedy's sake <laughs> <laughs> i have like a really like a big fear of big things like, enormous structures. Okay. Like, I can't look at the tops of buildings and things like that. Like, if you've seen that that excavator, which is, like, enormous, where it's, like, got, like, a huge... It's, like, the size of a city. It's ridiculous.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, those ones that they take down in quarries and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I can't look at that because it terrifies me because it's too big. Mm. And I don't like giant billboards, especially if there's somebody stood next to it to show how big the billboard is.
0: Yeah. I hate that. So so so. If anyone ever gives us a, a donation, don't make it a giant check. Yeah, please because don't. Yeah. be able to take <laughs> I'll it. I'll be terrified.
1: <laughs> so, like, what happened to one of my ancestors to make them make me afraid of giant things?
0: I don't know, but I think that is another healthy obsession. Like, what's in the trees? Yeah, yeah, like that sort yeah. of thing. Um, I mean, that's like the Evan... uh,
1: the uh, advent of storytelling. Is yeah. Don't go in the woods. Because yep, we don't know what's in don't,
0: there. Don't go out of the light. Yeah. Those sorts of stories. Um, like so really, because... Fish
1: Police is tapping into an unknown primal fear.
0: <laughs> but I think that's why these sorts of cartoons aren't as successful. And Maybe, And I think yeah. that's why SpongeBob takes away from some of the sea. that Like, there's gravity. Yeah. There is, like, the physics of the sea do not apply at all in SpongeBob. Yeah, it's like, every other it be- sea cartoon it does. Is it better of.
1: for a sea cartoon to really dig into it being in the sea? So you have like the the you know swimming around, or like mm-hmm. torpedoes and submarines and things like mm-hmm. that. Or is it better for it to not make any reference to it being under the sea whatsoever, apart from a couple of bubbles? But then I, at I, that I point, think the latter. At that point, why bother setting it under the sea?
0: Well, that's true. That's true. And given that, you know, two of the most popular undersea films, Ponyo and Little Mermaid, made yeah. so much money, yeah. um, it's probably not... I'm probably wrong in that. But both of those...
1: Weird... Both of those movies spend less time under the sea than above the above the water. Yes.
0: Yes. And I think there is an element of... The magical under the sea, yeah, that makes it not feel like the sea. Like even a lot of it happens on the surface of the sea in The Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. like the the floor of the the
1: ocean bed, um, yeah. So shall Ponyo's we a weird? Outline. Shall we take a quick break and then come back and talk about Ponyo? Yes, let's talk about Ponyo because it's
0: fucking weird.
1: It really Pretty is. Good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, we'll take a break.
0: We'll be back in a minute. Monday has Murphy gone country I found this bone under the
1: house it's either from a cow or a teamster it's all new when Murphy Brown buys the farm then Carlene writes an ode to Atlanta what are you calling it variations on a Hooterville hymn it's an all new Designing Women all Monday all those who love great comedy say hi
0: we're back folks uh, we've been talking about aquatic animations uh, there's an alliteration for you everyone loves alliteration right and mm-hmm. um, I know I do. I do um, as well. So, I'm going to talk about Ponyo, um, which is. S- so, I'm a big uh, Ghibli fan, and. Tr- I'm as well. I'm surprised. A Miyazaki fan.
1: I'm surprised this is the first time we've ever spoken about a Ghibli movie. Yeah, because we
0: actually have talked about Ghibli movies. A hell of a lot. Yeah. Like, um and one of my top fives is has, is and always has been ever since it came out, Princess Mon and OK. Yes. Um it's just such a beautiful story. Um I think that if I had have been exposed to um Ghibli films more than Disney, I think I would have a lot more affection mm-hmm. for Ghibli and probably wouldn't have even bothered watching Disney. But um, maybe, yeah. Because I find that... So, Ponyo is directly influenced by Little Mermaid. Um, it's Ayo nearly Miyazaki. the same movie, to be honest. I mean, yeah, exactly. Miyazaki has, has gone on record to say that he was heavily influenced by um, two things. The work of Richard Wagner and um, The Little Mermaid when he did Ponyo. Um, and there's, there, there's really... No denying that it is oh, virtually no, the no, same yeah, story, yeah. and even like they almost use a, a sort of like riff on uh, is it Ride of the Valkyries? It is Rides of the Valkyries. Yes, is it, it is. Yeah, uh, the yeah. Wagner piece. Um, there's lots of operatic Wagner-esque pieces in this yeah, film.
1: Yeah, I think um, um, Ponyo is a series of set pieces with with yeah, exactly vague plot in and between. I,
0: I think. I think this is where I'm going to show um show my middle classism. <laughs> um Ponyo's name is Brunhilde, which is one of I'm pretty sure is one of the lead characters in a
1: Wagner. Yes, it is. Piece. Um a uh, uh, Siegfried. Siegfried yes. and Brunhilde. Yeah. It's she, the uh, the yeah. mountain who clo it's in yes. Um, uh, Django.
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um and Ponyo and Sosuke Fall in love in very much the same. They're they're based on them. Yeah, uh, yeah. they like Ponyo is chasing after Sosuke and the giant storm scene. You hear the Ride of the Valkyries uh, mix. It's um, it's definitely heavily influenced by Wagner. I mean, he said it, so I'm not yeah. saying anything. Yeah, that, is that
1: scene is incredible. Like that is the um, high point he, of the movie for me.
0: He animated Miyazaki hand drew nearly all of the sea and wave images himself um I, there's a quote from John Lasseter of Pixar that said he had um he was directly this is so weird um Miyazaki was influenced by Little Mermaid and then John Lasseter was influenced by um Ponyo to create Finding Nemo um because wow. he thought it was so magical and he'd never seen water animated so wonderfully before there's a there's a quote um but the the basic story is is fucking weird. It's, it, <laughs> so I was talking to my wife. My wife was um, doing other stuff when I was watching it uh, because she likes a few Mononoke, but I would say mm. Ponyo isn't one of her favourites. Yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, uh, a few Ghibli films. What, did I say Mononoke? Yeah, you said Mononoke, but <laughs> I got what you meant because <laughs> that's what she—that's what she loves, really. Um. But like we like uh, Porco Rosso.
1: Oh, um, I love that. We like. I've got the. X- uh, Ra- I've got the Blu-ray coming next week.
0: Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh uh they have got some um special collectors editions, Yeah, they? that's
1: what I'm getting. Yeah. Uh
0: sh- sh- we like Nausica. We like I think Nausicaa's uh, my O-K. favourite. Modern is my favourite, Nausica is a very close second. Yeah. Um what else do we like? We like um Kiki. Um Have you seen My that? son likes
1: uh Cat, cat Returns. Cat, I love yes,
0: cat returns. That, that, cat Returns is so funny. Um Kiki's really good. I um I would say that um Studio Ghibli dubs are the only dubs worth watching in all other productions. Yeah. The dubs are yeah. terrible. I still but watch the I suits. think there is there is something that is good inherently good about the dubbing of um Studio Ghibli productions and I think that's because they use top quality voice actors. Yeah. Yeah, um, they do, yeah. Tina Fey is the mum in this, Lisa, and she is so phenomenal. The female characters in Ghibli Productions are fantastic. Yes, Um, they are. There's a lot of things that uh,
1: Ghibli does very, very well compared to things like Disney or Dreamworks. Mm -hmm. And I think the characterisation of uh, the sorts of characters that aren't necessarily represented as much as other types of characters. Like um, older people. Like mothers as well. Yeah, like they're never um, given a centre stage in a lot of films. No. They're always just a supporting character or the means to an end. But or
0: single parents. Yeah, but Ghibli
1: actually gives them, you know, development and personality and things like that. Like Lisa in Ponyo. Yeah, is, she's great. She's great because this little girl who is a fish appears at her house. And she just looks after her because she doesn't see it as like, oh, this is weird. There's like a fish girl in my house. This is just, mm-hmm. it's a little girl that needs my help, which yeah. is a really nice way of characterising that, like characterising her. Because previously in the movie, she's very bolshy. She's like... Um, yeah. Very... She's fearless. Yeah. So it's... Like almost I, I to it, the point yeah. of
0: putting her family in danger. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like she is... Um, flawed and she is sulky and there is a great scene in Ponyo I really really love and it's something that probably is not I wouldn't say is at the forefront um she she is preparing dinner and I mean there's always a dinner scene or oh, a food yeah, scene yeah. in a Miyazaki um Ghibli uh, film because, delicious like, looking looks food looks so every beautiful. time <laughs> so she is she is preparing something and and she finds out that her husband, who is a fisherman, mm-hmm. who is played by Matt Damon, really, Yep. that's a weird one, because he wasn't in it very long. Um, yeah. She she finds out that he's not coming back, and um, he's doing a double a double shift mm-hmm. or whatever, like a, a double trawl. Um, and she sulks. She throws the food in the sink and then says that she wants to go out for dinner. And then her son says he, do- he doesn't think they should do that in case Ponyo returns. Mm. And she gets a beer out of the free- fridge and yeah. just spills it all over the floor and has a massive tantrum. And yeah. I think that scene is absolutely amazing. Just I the love it, character yeah. Yeah. building in that scene about how passionate she is how much she cares about her family how much she listens to her son is just really heartwarming i yeah. really love it
1: there's um something i really love about ghibli movies is that all of the characters move very deliberately yes like you see them actually doing the tasks in something like like in another cartoon she would just open up the fridge and take the beer out yeah. but in a in miyazaki you see, like the the fridge shaking as she closes it. Yes. Like you see yeah. her opening the bottle. It's just it's they do everything in it. They do it later on in the movie in the movie as well when they're doing the boat where Ponya makes the boat grow, and it's mm-hmm. them setting everything up like lighting the the candle. Candle. They go through the entire process of making this boat work, which mm-hmm. I I think that's a, the great thing about Ghibli movies is that they go to the effort to show all of this stuff.
0: One of the other things I really, really like about Ponyo, there's not a villain.
1: The yeah, there's vi- not. No, the villain no.
0: is drama, um, and that happens a lot in, in a lot of Ghibli productions. Like Totoro doesn't have a villain. Yeah. The the villain is circumstance. The villain in Totoro is the fact that their mother is ill, and Sotsky and May have to cope with the fact that Sotsky is, you know a probably prepubescent girl going growing up mm-hmm. um and about to start her sort of like almost like journey into womanhood because yeah. early because she has had to look after her younger sister yeah um and her father is a professor and has to be at the university it's obviously a large bus ride away because it takes him like a long time to get home um and they have to look after themselves that is just it's just great. Like it is, yeah. there's it's... not a villain; that the villain is circumstance, and that is like full-on slice of life
1: mm-hmm. storytelling. Yeah. It's so I, great. I feel like Disney now is kind of tapping into this Disney and Pixar, yeah. like yeah. Um, especially Luca and Encanto. Yes, are very Ghibli-esque, in my opinion. Yeah, especially Encanto, Luca. especially. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say oh, oh yeah. Luca um, is just ponya. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um
0: Encanto is just like, you know, dealing with disappointment. Yeah. And in recent years, wonderful.
1: Yeah, in recent years the villain in Disney movies has become like the expectation of parents. Yes. Like bad yeah, parenting yeah, yeah. is the villain now.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I you love wanting Encanto. your
1: children to to be
0: you, your yeah, unrealized yeah. potential. Um but even in productions like... We're veering off, but we're still talking about me as archaic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And Ghibli <laughs> in general. In Mononoke, every one of those characters has a reason to be doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, every one of those characters is, if not sympathetic, a good person at heart. Yes. So I'm thinking of um, the leader of the town. I can't remember her name. She is protecting her people... She might be, you know, driving industry and poisoning the forest, but she doesn't appreciate that. She doesn't understand it. She's ignorant of it, which makes her, you know, a, a slightly unsympathetic at times. But she's trying to protect her people and she rallies her people in a really wonderful, beautiful way. Mm. Not about... Um, dividing divisive politics or anything like that but making sure that they are cared for and they are together as a family it's really really interesting that sort of dynamic where you know that person is quote unquote the villain but they're not villainistic villainistic isn't a word villainous oh did it Spiffy's microphone stopped break, uh, stopped working, uh, which is why you didn't hear him ask me a question and I say, is it? Um, so we're going to take a short break while Spivsey plugs back in his microphone.
1: <laughs> when I get a sinus headache, the whole house feels it. I feel so bad to see my mom suffer like that. The pain, the pressure, it's hard to describe. She's just not herself. Tylenol Sinus understands. That's why Tylenol Sinus gel caps have two maximum strength ingredients in easy-to-swallow gel cap form to relieve the pressure and the pain. It stops the pain so I can be me again. Tylenol Sinus, the strength you need from the name you trust. What a weird weird problem.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Uh, So Spivzy was getting static in his ears and then his microphone dropped. Yeah. Uh, So... You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the FBI are on you. Or yeah, something like that. yeah. Sorry, do, wait a minute. It won't be the. No, FBI, they're not allowed to. The whole, to. The whole constabulary. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: the whole constabulary. You're listening in. Yeah. I mean, do you remember when I used to get um, uh, the radio like police radio yeah. on my microphone? That was yep. weird.
0: Uh, one thing that happened that was very weird recently that made me think of that is that Evan was playing with his walkie talkies. He's got two walkie talkies, and all of a sudden he picked up a police band on it. <laughs> And I was like, I think we'll take that and put that away for a minute. <laughs> they were um, calling
1: into action. Uh it was to like <laughs>
0: uh, reporting to a sexual assault. And I was like, uh, Evan, pass me that, please. <laughs> Daddy, wow. what's a sexual assault? No. Uh,
1: so, um, yeah, so- if you can hear static during this recording, I don't know if it's going to pick up on the actual microphone, but I apologize for that if it does <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> It's not my fault. Um, it's the it's the uh, Toonhounds droid that cleans up the office. Yeah,
1: Toonzoid. <laughs> Staticky. <laughs> Where so, is the um... office master? <laughs>
0: so um, yeah, Ponyo is a very uh, Little Mermaid esque story in which a um, half fish, half. Human wizard yeah. has mated with a goddess of the sea and had a lot of goldfish that have human faces. Yeah. If you haven't seen Ponyo, this is going to sound like I've taken LSD. I'm sorry about that. I haven't. <laughs> I assure you. Um, but it's just a very weird story. Ponyo is the oldest sibling, and she escapes and finds a boy who she falls in love with, and then and some ham that she falls in love yeah. with. Yeah. Oh, that and, ham looks delicious. Um, I'm vegetarian, but look that great. ham looked delicious. It does. That whole ramen bowl that she puts together looks so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she is given the choice to. Um, originally, her dad takes her back, but she um, she escapes again, and basically, she can't. She's turned into a human, and she cannot um, live as a fish anymore. Mm-hmm. If unless um, she is rejected by the boy, yeah, at which point she'll become sea foam. But the boy has to, at five years old, decide whether or not he's going to love this girl forever.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a part of the plot that I don't really gel with that well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, but he there's... could just think of it as like platonic friendship love. Like, yeah, Love doesn't need yeah. to be romantic. Acceptance. Yeah. It's probably a better word
0: for it um, because they accept her into the family. They do love each other. It's very yeah, clear yeah, that they yeah. love each other in a non-platonic way as much as kids can. Yeah, um, But... There is a wonderful side story about um, like the believing in youth and stuff like that. Her mum, Ponyo's, not Ponyo's mum, Soski's mum works, Lisa works at a care facility, which is something you never see. You never see social care um, Mm. in a cartoon looking after the elderly who are very, you know, they make cracks about how close to death they are. And they are rejuvenated through the fact that um, they are in connection with this boy and this magical fish. And it's wonderful. And they change their outlook on life and things. Ghibli does
1: elderly characters very well.
0: Um, The granny in Totoro is great as well. Mm. She's just like a a massive support character for these two girls that are struggling with um, growing up um you know you've got who else have you got um how's moving castle mm-hmm, yeah uh you've got the old people in mononoke they're yeah. just it's just, the, uh... ghibli's just
1: great the witch in spirited away
0: yeah yeah they're all just really wonderful characters all who look not traditionally like a character in animation mm-hmm. let's just say yeah. they would be the villain but um yeah that just ghibli has a magic to it that i think disney had once upon a time but has lost Mm, yeah Um, yeah my biggest love of ghibli comes from the fact that women characters aren't just window dressing or prizes to be won Mm -hmm. or um you know see themselves reflected in a man totoro is just oh like nothing happens in totoro but Totoro is a wonderful film that just talks about how um, girls grow up and you yeah, know, but they you know they, and they get they're more responsible early and Sotsky in that cook doesn't isn't the first person it she doesn't see Totoro first she only mm. sees Totoro when she you know takes more care of her sister essentially yeah um but Ponyo another one of these characters that. I think weirdly, her drive is love. I think so. I yeah. Think I, but she's tempered by the fact that Lisa, um, Soski's mother, is driven by so much more than that. She's driven by you know family and a sense of self and you know fearlessness. She's such a great character. And is, Tina yeah, Fey yeah. does such a great job with the dub um she's just really really good um there's voice actors because Liam Neeson plays Ponyo's dad um I can't remember his name Fujimoto Fujimoto.
1: yeah I think so um
0: and I think Kate Blanchett is the mother yes Ponyo's mother um I watched the sub I watched the sub but I watched the
1: dub there were points where I watched it thinking yeah I can I can hear Liam Neeson's voice in this part like the the um the Japanese voice actor is so a very Liam Neeson-esque voice, so I can see why they yeah. hired him for this one. They
0: um,
1: they they're just uh, the voice acting is
0: great, both the Japanese and the dub. is just really
1: yeah. great. Um, does the but uh, does the dub have the theme song at the end? Yes. Oh, thank God for that. That would be disappointing. Yeah. All the
0: all the songs, all the operatic sort of singing at the start is all still in traditional mm. Japanese, which I really do appreciate. Yeah, um, it's subbed, um, but the the scene, but the opening scene and the scene where Ponyo is chasing the car yes. are just phenomenal. Yeah, um, standout
1: points of animation in general, I think. Yes.
0: Fujimoto using a dropper to seed the ocean yeah. um, and create elixirs. And then Ponyo on the back of her siblings who have turned into wave fish. Yeah. Um, and she is hopping along them, chasing the car to get back to Sosuke is so great. It, I, the
1: animation is just superb. I remember when Ponyo was coming out, when it was like being released in cinemas, the trailer that they showed was literally just that scene of Pony yeah. running along the, the the waves. Like they didn't need yeah. to show anything else. That just got people no. in. It was just it's phenomenal. So at the
0: time of release, it was the fifth highest grossing animated film of all time.
1: I know it's insane <laughs> for a foreign film. That,
0: yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's just
1: phenomenal. It's the, great. Um, yeah. This might be one of the best things we've watched for this show, to be honest.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and it's not even, I would say, it's in my top five, top yeah. my my top five um, Ghibli films. But I wouldn't say it's anywhere near the top two. Um, I think when we do a Ghibli related mm. show, we're probably going to pick Modern Okay and Nausicaa. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that would be a very long show. Really, I think so as well. Yeah. Um, the opening 12 seconds of Ponyo uh, that involved all the jellyfish and the fish and the, the undersea creatures, oh, yeah. crustaceans, yeah. required nearly 2,000
1: pages of conceptual
0: design. That's crazy.
1: I really appreciated in that scene that it was, it. it they were like realistic looking animals, but they weren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tropy sorts of fish. They weren't like, yeah. uh, you know, angelfish or things like that. It was like, yeah, or they clown were fish. Yeah, yeah, they'd like. There I was stonefish. What were they? Called? Those like, little, um, those angel-looking ones. The fions um, or something. I don't know if that's a Pokemon. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I, no. Yeah. I think maybe we're both thinking there's a Pokemon. But I yeah, but it's the mean.
1: it's the what the Pokemon is based on. Yeah.
0: But jellyfish. Jellyfish are seen as this, uh, like dangerous creature Mm. um but they were magical they looked magical in this in this film um so this was the first animated feature film since 1997 which was princess mononoke to be created entirely with painted on traditional animation cell really what, what yeah. year was this? So, like 2006?
1: 2008. 2008. Yeah, that's quite... So funny, he decided
0: to go back yeah. and use traditional animation. Um, And he produced probably what, what was one of the most fluidic... Yeah. Oh, that's a bit of a pun I didn't mean to make, <laughs> yeah. but... Um, fluidic animation that there's ever been.
1: Yeah, it's there's... Just, um... There's a lot Phenomenal. of parts. I watched the uh, the 4K version of this, uh-huh. so it was a very good picture. And yes. there are points where it looks like it's been painted with watercolors. Yes, which is like beautiful. The, yeah, the
0: blending of the the as the fish breach and then go back in. Yeah, they just merge in this sort of almost like there's been a splash of color on the screen. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's great. Um, so it won uh animated. Uh, Japanese Animated Academy Awards. Um I mean, a minute. Uh in two thousand nine the film's US Gross, fifteen million dollars, set a record for a Disney Ghibli production. Oh, wow. Only five other animation films have grossed more in the US. Three of them being Pokemon films, oh anime films, and the uh mm. Arrietty, um and UGO the movie.
1: I was surprised but, about Ariete. Um, I didn't think that was quite yeah.
0: I didn't think that was a popular one. It's um I think Disney helped didn't they because they produced some of these Ghibli films yeah um and helped with their um sort of what's the word um uh, when distribution in the in the US and in Europe um yeah mm. I I love Ponyo I think it's just it's great it's fucking wacky as hell it is yeah. um yeah. but I quite what I was saying to Rachel when I was watching it was that one of the things I love about um, Ghibli films is they just drop you in with no explanation you don't need to understand why some of these things are happening mm. you don't need to understand um you don't need to understand why this uh, guy is seeding the ocean yeah like yeah. why is he doing the things he's doing fujimoto it just is happening and that's the universe yeah, yeah.
1: that's a very um a Japanese myth sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It happens quite a lot in like um the folk tales. It's just the mm-hmm. nature of the universe or things like that.
0: Um so interestingly, there's a theory that you know the bitter old lady, Toki, in the home? Yeah. That is supposed to be um Sotsky and May's mother oh from my neighbour Totoro. Huh. Um which is a bit sad because it means that maybe she never got out of the hospital. Yeah. Um but the weird. But they she does get out of the hospital because in the end scene of. To, in the uh, end credits of Totoro, they show her um, being home and another baby. Mm, yeah. Um, so she does, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ponyo is a, a wonderful, wonderful film. It is. Um, it really it, is. Like, it just. I think Spivsy's right. It's probably the best thing we've watched um, on Toonhounds. It's a um,
1: possibility, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we've watched a lot is. of shit, but. We, we do. We deliberately do occasionally so. watch good things.
0: Yeah, deliberately so.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I was saying on Discord the other day that my usual choices for two hounds are things that I've heard of once and never watched, and thought, "Oh, yeah. I could watch that. It might be funny." And then it ends up being yeah. g- garbage most of the time. But
0: and my my <laughs> usual choice is things from my childhood that I love that I know no one else does. Yeah, <laughs>
1: or, or don't love anymore.
0: So it's quite um, good. we like, two sides
1: time. of the same coin. Where I'm looking yeah. to the future and you look to the past.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, I mean, that is, um, you know, I, I I, always thought I would be the one who would talk the most about terrible 80s cartoons. Yeah. And you would be the one who talks about, like, long forgotten things that no one knows. <laughs> um, and I thought what, and when we started as well, Poppy was always picking things that were contemporary. So it was quite a nice sort of, like, triumvirate yeah. of choices. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, uh yeah, Ponyo's great. We'll do a Ghibli episode soon because I desperately want to talk yeah. about Princess Mononoke and Nausicaa. Um, not to pick our choices for us <laughs> in advance. <laughs> no, it would be Nausicaa. Um, it's
1: my favourite one. So
0: Yeah. Oh, it's my second favourite. And yeah. I think the reverse is true for you. So yeah, yeah. It yeah. would make sense. Um, and then Spirited
1: Away. And then yeah, House Moving Castle. Spirited
0: Away. House Moving Castle, Porco Rosso. Yeah. Or maybe Ponyo. <laughs> um,
1: or, or Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah.
0: Or... Or Kiki's delivery service. Oh, I love really Kiki as well. I love Kiki's delivery service. I, again, um, excellent dub on that episode. Yes. On that yeah. Kirsten Dunst is phenomenal on, on as a voice actor. She's so great, and so is um, Dakota and Elle Fanning as um, Sotsky and May mm. in Totoro. Um, interestingly, their dad is played by the guy who uh, voices Superman in the Superman animated series. Oh, really? Or Justice League. I can't remember which one. One of them. Um, one of them, because he changes. Um, yeah. I think we've talked about the C enough. See you <laughs> later, See. <laughs> Clever. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I didn't write that down or anything. Go on. Um, top so, at, off the top uh, of your head. Um, do we have any emails this week? Uh,
1: yeah. Well? I'm just uh, trying to oh. find the app on my phone, because I can never remember where the emails are. There yeah. it is. Excellent. Uh, Toonhounds, where is it? There we go. Um, I've got to remember, where did we get up to? Okay, we read that one. We read that one.
0: Uh, Brody sent us the last email, I think.
1: Yeah. Was Uh, I right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. uh, 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 Yes, uh, yes, it was. Yeah, Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, We've got an email here from Fedco.
0: Got an email from Fedco that says,
1: uh, Thin Blue Fishing Line. That's it. That's the whole email, (laughs) Fedco. Thanks, (laughs) Fedco. Thanks.
0: (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> I I don't know what to say about that.
1: <laughs> I agree.
0: Uh, yes, wholeheartedly. Oh weird. I heard that static then.
1: Oh did you? Oh that's weird. Yeah. Oh it's, it's thi- spreading. <laughs> <laughs> um Sean sent us an email. Excellent. It says Good old Boston
0: Oh it's not Boston Sean anymore, is it? He? No it's not. Tor- it's Toronto Sean.
1: No, uh London Sean. London. Canada Sean. Sean. The Canada yeah, yeah
0: You can't call him London Shore, sure. not on a British podcast. No,
1: we can't, no. That would be weird, no. yeah. <laughs> he says, Hound dogs, mount up! <laughs> it's been a while since I last wrote, but when Spivity said fish police, well, I had to write in and say, I thought that Simpsons <laughs> knockoff was a fever dream. <laughs> <laughs> I very recently watched Ponyo with my kids and they were transfixed. I love watching the Studio Ghibli movies with the girls because it holds their attention without overstimulating them. Yes,
0: yes, <laughs> you're totally right. That's one of the deep joys of um, uh, Studio Ghibli. Evan will sit and be comatose in front of um, Totoro because it's just <laughs> like it's like like a hit of lavender. It's just so calming to him. He's not running around or you know getting too excited. He's just transfixed by the imagery. Yeah, you're perfect. Spot on, Sean. <laughs>
1: uh, Enough one-sided chit-chat Let's play the game (laughs) That wasn't one-sided at all (laughs) I know (laughs) Won't someone please think of the parents' guide It's into the game where uh, Sean gives us parents' guide Descriptions from IMDB And we have to guess what the movie is That the parents' guide is for It's fun Uh, There is a scene where Blank is given a bath While no private parts are seen It is clear she is fully nude Oh, it's Totoro Oh, is it, though? Oh. Blank tells Blank to use body language to attract her man and dances sensuously by moving her hips. Oh, that's Little Mermaid. It's (laughs) Little Mermaid. (laughs) Before she was using a sensual dance move when a woman moves their shoulders to move her breasts.
0: Body language. (laughs) That's (laughs) an Ursula impression.
1: That was really good. Thanks. Thanks when blank turns into a human to seduce blank in one shot she rubs one of her breasts against her arm while cuddling him said it's the little mermaid literally all of the parents guide hangups are about boobs <laughs> nothing about how hmm. the story nothing about how the story is telling girls to give up their voice to be with a man maybe i should write some parents guides See, i have so many issues with the little mermaid
0: yeah it's it's, it's, uh, it's so it's misogynistic. Parenting, so misogynistic, yeah. The the destruction
1: of her belongings mm. is so, so bad. Yeah, and um, the entire plot, of the, I think I've mentioned this on the show before when we did the Disney movies, the mm-hmm. entire plot of, of The Little Mermaid is meant to be that she is a dreamer. She wants to go up to the surface world to find things out. And she's inquisitive and she wants to learn. Mm -hmm. As soon as she gets to the surface world, she doesn't care about anything other than Prince Eric, who is the blandest, most boring human alive. His one personality trait is that he has a dog. That's it.
0: And the dog has more personality.
1: Yeah. I hate the Little Mermaid. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think The Little Mermaid was popular because the songs. I think Sebastian and Flounder are really good and Scuttle are really good characters. But all the characters you're supposed to root for... In fact, that's not fair. Ariel is a good character until she
1: becomes a mute. mute, Where they literally Mm -hmm. take her voice away.
0: Yeah. Ursula might as well have taken the the, um, personality away. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, It says... um... Your show is one of the very few I make time to listen to during my very hectic oh. life, and thanks for entertaining me
0: oh we're glad,
1: bud. So, formerly uh, how long
0: we've we been how long we've we been friends with Sean for about wow. six years
1: yeah about yeah yeah, yeah, about as long as m class podcast has been around
0: yeah, yeah, that would make sense wouldn't yeah it? you're welcome buddy we're glad to have emails from you always you've always got a spot on the show and if you ever want to talk about have a guest spot and talk about a cartoon, we're more than happy to have you.
1: What was it that he wanted to talk to us about?
0: I don't know, some shit. <laughs> I can't remember now. <laughs> he did say that he wanted to talk
1: about it, and he was like, well, I want to talk about that. Oh, he kids' was. cartoons,
0: which we thought would be a really good yeah, one. Yeah, Bluey, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about Bluey. He wants to talk about how much he hates something else.
1: Yeah, um, Paw Patrol. Paw- oh, Paw Patrol.
0: I think it would be good having Sean on to rant about how shit Paw Patrol is. <laughs> Because um, Bluey is just. Have you ever seen Bluey?
1: No, I haven't. No. I, I suppose for good Do yourself a
0: favour. I mean, I've do got good a good reason to
1: have not seen but preschool I would say, cartoons.
0: But I would say that Bluey is not just for kids. I think Bluey is a masterpiece. It's so funny. It's more <laughs> okay. about parenting than about kids. It's funny. It's really great.
1: <laughs> All right, we'll watch Bluey then. <laughs> 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 Is that uh, formerly Boston Sean, currently Canada Sean, London Sean? There, go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, unclear what my online persona will be moving forward. Sent from my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. <laughs> thanks. Back to that level of detail. <laughs> um, got an email from Twitter telling me that there was a new login, which was me. Uh, oh,
0: thanks, thanks, thank you, Twitter.
1: Twitter. Uh, another email from Fedco. <laughs> I think they might have forgotten that in the audio <laughs> emailed us. Um, hey there, Toonhounds! Long time. Chopsocky Chooks is a show I often have difficulty convincing myself and others was real. I remember this show; it was a CGI cartoon about karate fighting chickens.
0: Chopsocky Chooks. Yes. Was that at the same sort of time as like um, the film, the the cartoon about the sumo?
1: Super Duper Sumos. Super Duper Sumos. It might have been. I think this was like two thousand and eight. Two thousand eight. So it's a. Uh, uh, it sounds like a fever dream. Karate chickens living in the vents of a super mall, fighting an evil wasabi pea corporate overlord. That Check it out. Amazing. If you can't, if you can even find a way to watch it. I had another suggestion, but I forgot it. Oh well. <laughs> Good night. We Fedco. N- we need to do that. We need to do. Um... Did we do turtles rip offs? Um. No, we haven't, no. I tweeted about it once, but we haven't done an episode about it.
0: We need to do turtles rip-offs. Yeah. Because that sounds very turtles rip-off. Like, we could do samurai pizza cats. Um, we could street do... Sharks. Um, street Sharks street is sharks. the OG. Yeah. Um, Mummy's alive. Mummy's alive. <laughs> yeah, animals. We need to do animals as humans. That's what we need to do. Um, I, I'm all down for this. Kung Fu fighting chickens who live and work in a city-sized shopping mall. Excellent. <laughs> I don't remember
1: it being very good, but... <laughs> mm, yeah, but Give there's, a a, there's an
0: element of good to every yeah, show, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, thanks, Fed. I didn't know that existed, so perfect.
1: have an email here from... See, I don't know if he wants me to call him by his actual name or by the name that we know him as. Oh, okay. So, uh, Scully. Mm-hmm. But he signed it Thomas So we'll say Thomas Mm. He said uh, Greetings Toonhounds Great episode on movies Based on theatrical releases I was a huge fan of Rugrats I also appreciate Paul Germain's perspective On what didn't work In later years And it seems he was Mm -hmm. a big reason The early episodes did so well this yep. is what we talked about last episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, Rugrats ended production after the standard 65 episodes and way before Family Guy got resurrected due to popularity and reruns. I think that's when Paul left to do Recess, also a very good show. It is a very good show. Mm. I love Recess. Yeah, That's what I'd love to do if we did um, Disney afternoon cartoons.
0: Ah. I liked Recess. I remember really liking Re- Recess, but thinking I was too old for it.
1: Oh, actually, really? It I, was, I was just the right age, I think. I think the movie yeah. came out when I was 10, so I was like I, the same think... age as the characters.
0: Do you know what we could do? School-themed? Because we could do Hey Arnold as well.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And, oh, uh, mm. God, there's, there was like a really shit one that was on Fox Kids called, like, The Kids of PS13 or something. With uh, Rugrats All Grown Up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it says, I've always... I've al- Oh, I can't talk. But I've also heard that there were various tensions with Clashy Shupo and creative disagreements of characters like Angelica and how evil mm-hmm. she was allowed to be. She's one of yeah. the best cartoon villains of all time, so I'm not sure mm-hmm. what came first that led to his leaving. When Regrets returned, it had a few bright, splo- bright spots, like the Mother's Day episode and the Paris movie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Mother's Day episode? About, um, oh it was about how, where Chucky's mother went, and it was about her death. And it's, like, really, oh. really poignant.
0: Oh god, no! Yeah. I've never seen that. It's, it's, one. I stopped after the first couple of seasons. Yeah, of it's like Race. they
1: do like they are like a Mother's Day picnic, and Chucky's sat under the table, sad because he hasn't got a mother. Oh, and it's god. it's like he's about his relationship with his father and everything. you got like, for like an eleven-minute cartoon. It's it's a lot, but that was like led into the Par- the Rugrats in Paris movie.
0: Yeah, when um, Kimmy and his stepmom came yeah, into it. Yeah,
1: yeah, like I said overall, it felt much more babyish like the kids mm-hmm. regressed some and seemed to be a bit dumber even tommy sounded more baby like his voice went up yeah. in pitch they all start saying diapers instead of diapers and it became kind of embarrassing to watch the older i got mm. all grown up wasn't bad though i don't think all
0: grown up was that bad no, I, th- I, like I think it. this is what spawned my uh belief that the simpsons should have done a permanent time jump
1: yeah it could be yeah yeah the, uh, one of the plot things that I remember from all growing up, which I was really disappointed they never actually like, kept on in the series, was in one of the first episodes, uh, Chucky is having trouble talking to girls, and Angelica mm-hmm. helps him to be more cool. And one of the things they do is they start calling him Charlie instead of Chucky. Yeah. Which I think would have been a good character development, that, he's yeah. th- that you know, he I, steps away from I a more think... babyish name.
0: I think one of the things that stops cartoons being accepted by adults as a valuable form of entertainment is the fact that the characters always hit the reset button. Yeah. And yeah. when you consider some of the popularity of something like Avatar The Last Airbender or Korra... Yeah, um, I think they're, people they're...
1: like um, serialised storylines now Yeah. more than yeah. syndication. But yeah. they want to see development. They want to see the characters grow and change.
0: But even, you know, even syndicated shows like TNG is probably a bad example, but even syndicated shows like Deep Space Nine. Yeah, yeah. You can do a happy medium. Like, characters can grow without, you know, changing who they are. I think changing who a character is at its core is always a bad thing, but character development is always a good thing.
1: Yeah. um, I haven't seen much of the new show, but there's some interesting cast choices. It's weird seeing the adults with new actors, but it was necessary. Have you seen any mm. of the Paramount regrets?
0: Mm.
1: No. Uh, I've watched two episodes, I think, and it's not bad. It's I mean, it's mm. it, I don't think it is intended for fans of the original series. It's not like nostalgia no. bait in any way. It's, like, it's a new thing. But I didn't think it was too it bad. Is,
0: is it new cast or new actual characters or is it same characters? Same new
1: characters, uh, new voice cast, but they've kind of... Updated the characters more. Like, um, do you know what I would have done? What
0: I would have made Tommy and Chucky and everyone parents and had new kids.
1: Uh, the, the weird thing is, the timing would work. Uh huh. The parents in the show now are the age that the babies would be. Yep. Which is insane. That's so weird to think about. Like, this show is old enough that it has children of its own. It it's yep. weirds me out. <laughs> But uh there's stuff like um I can't remember her name. Uh Phil and Lil's mom Uh oh De- D- Debbie. <laughs> Diane? I don't remember. It's but a D name, isn't it? It's a D. D-D. No, no Dee Tommy's Tommy's mother. Mum. Delia? No. It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter. Howard, her yep. husband from the original show. He's not in it anymore, he doesn't exist. Uh, oh, okay. The She's a single lesbian mother who um, had Finn and Lil through IVF. Okay. Yeah. That's not a bad update. I think it's a really good one. I like that they, um, but, they're doing that sort of thing. But even more,
0: they could easily have um, made the kids, they could have made Lil that character.
1: Yeah, they could have. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then it would have felt like progression. It would have felt like, you know, these kids were born in the 80s. That stuff wasn't widely known about and wasn't widely talked about. But now it's part of today's society. It was part of yesterday's society as well, but it just, you know, representation wasn't right. Um, But, you know, have those characters now. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I think it would work. But then would people say it was like um, gimmicky? To do it, to do like a gonna, Rugrats the next generation. People are gonna
0: fucking complain. Rugrats. I mean, they did they? with this
1: a lot, even yeah, when yeah, just sure. the first trailer came out, because it was in it was more of a CG style of animation. Which I've you not know, even heard of this. Do you not know about the? the it's all no. on Paramount Plus. Yeah, it came out about okay. a year ago. It's a new series, okay. like a reboot. Uh, it said, uh, It's weird seeing the adults with new actors, but it wasn't necessary. At first, I lamented that they went with known live action actors and not voice actors, but for the adults in the 1990s, it was the exact same situation. The original adult actors were in New Heart, Stu, Charlie's Angels, the first grandpa was Bosley, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, Dee Dee. Drew's voice actor was in Star Trek. He played Drofo in the DS9 episode about the Maquis. Drofo? I don't remember Drofo. Oh, I mean, that is,
0: that is, you've done us a, a disservice there, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've pointed out an area of ignorance with Star Trek. Yeah. Um, that's a challenge. Drofo.
1: Drofo? It was in it the Must Mackay. be a
0: Cardassian. Yeah. Surely.
1: Said, uh, still, no Tress McNeil as Charlotte is a crime. <laughs> Said, uh, anyway, I'll stop rambling about Nicktoons until there's a Doug episode. Yeah. Keep on tuning. Do-
0: Thank you for that email.
1: That was a nice email.
0: Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah. Look, people, I, I think um, it's nice that uh, people both email. I was going to say phone in. What is this, like a fucking radio show? Um, actually, um,
1: on uh, you know, we upload to Anchor. Yeah. There is an option on Anchor to send in a recorded voice message to the show. Oh. So if you ever uh. wanted to phone in, you can. <laughs> Cue,
0: cue me phoning in recording, Richard is so great, he's <laughs> excellent.
1: <laughs> I like it um, when they talk about cartoons. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I think yeah you're right because track ranks do a similar thing where they have a, a phone in section for some of their past episodes. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, send in emails, peeps. We like getting emails and we yeah, it's like... Talking about tones, non-contentious emails are always great. We haven't had anyone send a contentious email yet.
1: Oh, I wish we would. Nice. I'd like. I quite like to read one out on the air. We have got like a pro- like not like one that somebody's made up to send us a gag for this, no, but like a no, proper "how dare you" sort of thing. Like somebody really oh, like, angry about something. Really, don't spoil and that pointless. the witch has two swords. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs>
0: that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. Um, yeah, I I I'm too don't give a fuck anymore to yeah. uh, <laughs> engage with that sort of yeah. emails. Um, like I've talked to you about some of the the feedback from some other podcasts <laughs> I'm <am> involved in. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, yeah, it just just becomes. T- I I think I am of the opinion now that people, if you don't like something, just scroll on. It's yeah, so easy, I don't I don't get so the point easy. to like.
1: Why go to the effort of like emailing somebody about your dislike of something you don't have to watch? Yeah. It's so weird. So did you say that somebody has made a I think it's eight hours long review of Multiverse of Madness? Mm Mm-hmm. Nobody has ever thought that much about a Marvel film. Um, Why
0: bother? There's there's the new rockstars videos um, and they are new rockstars is generally pretty good a, yeah pretty i like new YouTube Rockstar, channel. yeah yeah um but he has produced at least 8 hours of content on like yeah, multiverse yeah. of madness definitely um, yeah <laughs> yeah some of the things that they say on that are just like where are you getting this info from oh i like, um, look, you know the lot
1: of it is like you're really clutching at straws trying to explain yeah. this away but like they did a video about uh, is captain america alive because of like a throwaway line in She-Hulk, like they did a full fifteen-minute video about it. I mean, I don't That's agree weird. that it means no. Captain America is alive, but I watched the entire video. Of course, I did. <laughs> I um, I really liked She-Hulk. I do as well. I thought it was great.
0: I thought the first two episodes were absolutely phenomenal. They're fun. Um, they just fun. She's great. Yes, yeah, she, she is. is. Yeah. I love Tatiana absolutely Yeah great she's so funny i don't mind the smart hulk stuff i'm quite excited that there might be a hulk film coming out the back of it
1: yeah um, yeah
0: a planet hulk um which might you know it was slightly derailed by ragnarok but can mm, s- easily yeah. go back and sort that out yeah have um, you read the
1: uh, the have you read the actual series of planet hulk planet
0: hulk yeah it's i great. love it so good um, yeah it's one of the best really storylines. I, there's a, a issue in that run as well where um, he temporarily loses. Um, he's talking with, I can't remember what his love interest is. Um, it's someone who worked for the Grand Inquisitor, isn't it? And she sees him temporarily out on the balcony as Bruce Banner. Mm-hmm. And then he like sort of like tightens the muscle again and becomes Hulk. And she thinks she's imagined it. And stuff like that is just so like, yeah. he's been holding that form deliberately to keep Banner safe for so long. There's a um, yeah, fantastic
1: animated film of Planet Hawk yeah. as well.
0: Yep. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should do as well. We should do a Marvel one at some point. Like, not just yeah. the what if. Yeah. But um, Sam made a good point that we're not very good at keeping things current. Like, when new yeah, animated no, properties yeah. come out, we should probably get on that bandwagon quite, <laughs> yeah. quite quickly. Uh, but we're rubbish at that. Uh <laughs> We, we talk like talking about shit. Ways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but maybe we should do something like that in the future. Um, yeah, I think like we when should, What yeah. If comes out, we should do another like ranking. Yeah, because um, that was fun. It uh, was and yeah. weirdly yeah. similar. Um, yeah, <laughs> but like when the new um, Castlevania comes out and they jump time to deal
1: with, I think they're doing based on Rondo of Blood. Oh that I, I really want them to actually get up to speed with Synthia of the Night because that's my favourite one. So if they're doing Ronda or Blood, they're getting closer. Yep. So uh, initially it's bas 'cause it's based on Castlevania
0: three. Yes, I yeah, think. It is, yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um yeah. the only thing that's missing is they don't put Grant in the um hunchback character. Mm. Um which I feel is a bit of a sad thing. Have you watched all of Castlevania yet?
1: Uh no, I've watched the first two seasons. I haven't oh, got any. I love
0: Castlevania. It's so good.
1: Uh, Actually, the I could watch it. The seasons great. are like one episode long. Like, how could you just yeah. go through the entire thing.
0: I watched a whole episode, a whole season of Castlevania in, a, in an evening once when uh, my <laughs> wife was sleeping alongside me in bed. And I was like, oh shit, I'm never going to remember this when the next season comes out because I've just yeah. consumed it in a night. Um, talk about a show that has great voice casting. Mm. That is just, Richard Armitage is so great as Belmont. Um, <laughs> So good, and so is um I can't remember his name. The guy who played Gaius Baltar is Alucard. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh,
1: Doesn't matter. Uh, Johnny Alucard. Johnny
0: Alucard. Yeah, Johnny jo- Gaius Johnny Baltar Alucard is yes. great as Alucard. <laughs> um, but that is a great show. That's one of the best animations I've seen over the last like five years in terms of stuff that's come out. That's um, um
1: is that Tr- Trigger who did the Castlevania. I think it might have been know. Trigger, I don't remember. But they're doing the um, Dungeon Meshi. You know the one about the... Oh. Uh, they're doing that, the animation for that one. Which uh, oh, cool. is it's quite a strange one, because I didn't think that was a very uh, like an action-oriented mm. thing. But it could be something completely yeah, yeah. different. I might be thinking of something, you know, a completely different cartoon. But
0: What else has been announced recently that I thought we should talk about? Oh, yeah, they've confirmed that they're doing the fourth and final season of Dragon Prince.
1: Yes, they have, yeah.
0: Which is great mm-hmm. because that could not have ended with more of a cliffhanger. I'm um, really, really I really loved that show. I thought um, it was so good.
1: it's and I really want to talk about this because if we this is a sort of thing I could do a hyperfixations episode about. They are making an animated Assassin's Creed series. Spiv, you cut out. Are you there?
0: Oh no, no, you cut out for a second, did, what I? did you say? Yeah.
1: Said they're making Right, it's recorded on my end, so I'm all right. <laughs> I i do not have to worry about my mic dropping again. Uh, they're making an animated Assassin's Creed series. Assassin's Creed? Yes. Because you cut out halfway through that again. <laughs> really? Um, That's really weird. Yeah. Well, they, yes, really weird. they're making Assassin's Creed into a cartoon. And I'm looking forward good, to cause it, because I love that, that show.
0: You do. Well, you love that franchise. I do, um, yes. I am lukewarm on that franchise, because I feel there are great ones and there are terrible ones. Um. But the, and that's just a typical. The franchise goes on long enough. Yeah, yeah, there's going to yeah. be some bad actors. <coughs> I hope they lean into a lot of the stuff that happens outside the Animus as well, um, mm. <clears throat> because I feel like that is it's boring from a game perspective. But yeah, as a story way to make that more interesting. Yeah. Uh, I've not seen the film. I didn't didn't really. I uh, the th- film, the I
1: film's uh, six out of ten. It's you know. Yeah. It is yeah, canon yeah. to the actual car- the series, though. Oh, okay. Because um, okay. one of his ancestors is Arno Dorian, who you play as in right. Assassin's Creed 4. You see see him in a flashback. So <laughs> I suppose mm. it is sort of canon. It must be like mm. a a subset of Abstergo with a character who just happens yeah. to have exactly the same name as somebody else. <laughs> I suppose you could you know, do some mental gymnastics to try to figure out how it works.
0: Yeah. I'm uh, super not excited for Netflix to totally ruin Bioshock.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, going to happen. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, and abandon it after you know like twenty minutes. Yep. Um, because they've they cancelled Resident Evil today. Um, oh, did they
1: really? Oh,
0: yeah. So I mean, maybe if you're going to make a Resident Evil production, you want it to do well. Maybe actually base it on some stuff that happens in the game.
1: Yeah, that could be a good idea. My, yeah. Yeah. Why do they do that with I have no idea. video game adaptations?
0: Like the story's no no, there. But you don't no even need to do any work. No one is interested in Albert Wesker's family. No. No one has ever asked for that story. Let's take our film about, let's take our franchise about zombies and a mansion and survival horror and make it a familial drama about Albert Wesker.
1: The, the most
0: cliched boring character in the <laughs> franchise.
1: So why did he come to
0: Terminator? I don't understand. I don't understand at all. It's like it's like you're asking to fail. Um uh, have you been watching Sandman?
1: Uh no, I need to. I need to get into it. I've been watching Paper Girls instead. And that's been uh, like I my um my sort of drama once a day sort of thing. But when I've finished that I'm gonna go on to watching Sandman.
0: It was good. First episode was good. Um, I, I think it's a lot closer to the comic than uh, most adaptations are, which is quite good. Mm. Um, yeah, what else did we watch recently that was just okay? Uh, Heartstopper. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I read the comic a long time ago, um, but it feels like it was written by someone who um, has a really juvenile sense of what relationships are like. like oh yeah, you know, yeah. it's uh, so. Uh, its comparable, um, sort of like show is sex education, which is great, mm. um, and is you know really written for ad- adults and kids. Are, well, you know teenagers, but it feels like Heartstopper was written for a much younger audience, and I just didn't gel with it. Yeah, um, yeah. it's very ju- It felt very juvenile. Some of the yeah, it, 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 I, like I got that. the feeling it was more for teenagers, tween uh, like teens rather than tweens. Yeah, even. yeah um but yeah um and also let's just let's just get this out of the way just for v um i'm <laughs> going to just say the word daredevil daredevil um, just because we haven't mentioned daredevil this podcast uh, uh, and it got it got it got um pointed <laughs> out to us that we tangent back to daredevil quite a lot so we're just going to say daredevil
1: <laughs> i love daredevil he's going to be She-Hawk we could so easily have talked about daredevil or talking about shehulk could have done
0: that yeah Yep, there you go, V. All for you. You've
1: got your <laughs> All own feature for you, now. V. <laughs>
0: <laughs> V's Daredevil update. That's what we can call it <laughs> at the end of each episode. Um, I think that's it for today. Um, what are we doing next time?
1: Uh, we are doing next time... Uh, just plain weird.
0: Yeah, so uh, I think my episode is going to be the pilot episode of Mask... M um, A S K. Which I remember M period A period S period K period, which I remember being like a fucking fever dream. So yeah. <laughs> um, I remember it being to the point where I watched it as an adult and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Um, so that's that's basically the premise. What are you doing, Spiv?
1: Um, I'm doing the Ed Ed and Eddie episode, which I can't remember the title of it, but it's the one with uh, there are many doors, Ed boys. Oh yes, yeah, I'm yeah, doing yeah that yeah. one so, We'll, you, have to we'll, look we'll probably talk
0: called. about. We'll probably talk about some other episodes as well. Um, uh, yeah, uh, there's, we've got to talk about some other ones. It might yeah. be worth um, mentioning uh, that episode, that weird episode of BoJack Horseman where he's having the hallucination. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Because that's a good what the fuck episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll find some other ones as well because otherwise the episode might only be 40 minutes long. We can't have that. No. Can't have can't have... Uh, you go in unentertained. Yeah, you've Q, got
1: journeys to go on. You're in a car. Q.
0: Q Maximus, <laughs> are you not entertained? Gif. Um, <laughs> Maximus
1: Decimus Meridius.
0: Yeah, that's the one.
1: Father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife.
0: Yeah, all I can think of when you do that <laughs> is um, the, and that's what I called claims direct. <laughs> Did you remember that clip from? I do, what yeah. was it? It was. Um, it wasn't Big Train. We're going very British now.
1: Uh, oh, a um, clip show. oh it was, Wasn't remember. it the one that um, Mitchell and Webb were in before they did Mitchell and Webb? Maybe. Like I Bruce cannot remember. Something? I
0: remember uh, he used to dress as Maximus decimus meridius and then he used to get people to come in and do like landscape gardeners to come and (laughs) quote for jobs and he used to pick up the soil and rub it in his hands and smell it and stuff like that and (laughs) the guys used to be like what the
1: fuck is going on
0: (laughs) no one knows what i'm talking about apart from you um (laughs) so uh anything we want to pimp out
1: um you've got a show
0: i have got a show it's doing well um fourth episode's being recorded on tuesday it's called uh, Bros B4 Pros. I will say that very slowly. It's a B and a 4. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a prose prompt-based storytelling podcast with that I do with Josh Henderson and Jeff Pennington of M Class Podcast and continue. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I don't know. You'll it never...
1: sounds pretty disjointed to me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep, some people might say, one person might say that, Um, but yeah, uh, basically Jeff does horror primarily, Josh does fantasy, and I do sci-fi. Spoilers, I'm going to try and thread all my stories together in one big lore. That's Um, fun. Yeah, so I've written a a story this week that is a bit of of background to some of that, that people are going to be like, oh my god, okay, so hopefully, um, and hopefully maybe some laughs. Uh, yeah. because this one's not very heavy on the last so i need to go back and edit it slightly um <laughs> but that's doing really well um ttos uh tapon's theater on subspace mm-hmm. ha- we'll soon have another episode out shit i need to record my lines for that so do i um,
1: at <laughs> it's like on Subspace.
0: It has. i don't know how um, i haven't done it yet but it's your episode as well so i know really i wrote no excuse. it excuse <laughs> um there's a cup there's about five episodes sort of like yeah, yeah in various stages of production so that'll be really good as well um what else uh you can send us an email at yep. toonhounds uh no
1: toonhounds yep. at gmail.com gmail. Yep.
0: and you can follow us at toonhounds
1: um yep yeah. and uh, a big thank you to all of our furry listeners <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> there's quite a few of you who... apparently
0: There is, there is, and that's great. If you're a furry, you are more than welcome here. Apparently, according to V, I'm also a furry. Um, (laughs) uh, Whatever floats your boat, V. If you want me to be a furry, I'll be a furry for you. Um, We also uh, say thanks to Vidizen at underscore, Vidizen underscore, for doing our theme tune, because he is awesome, and he does all the music for every podcast you know and love.
1: Yeah. Um, And if Uh, he doesn't, he really should. He's got a new new album out, which is... uh... He has. Fucking awesome!
0: Yeah, um, he is just genuinely one of the nicest people on the internet, and he does a lot of this stuff for free uh, because he is just that awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so go on, banker! Uh,
0: yeah, buy something. Go for buy him. his album. Yeah, um,
1: that's probably it, right? I think so. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm really follow, bad at ending fo- podcasts. Follow us on Twitter as well if you want. Oh, yeah, to. Oh yeah, yeah. But follow you don't, us. I don't. I don't really say much interesting, but no. Normally, it's go for it. I, I realized, like,
0: I was—I realized the other day that there are a load of Star Trek fans that you know are in my t- Twitter circle yeah. that proved to be um, massive misogynists with like six thousand followers, and I'm like, why haven't I got six thousand followers? Yeah. And then I look online, and the last time I posted was two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm like, that's why I don't have six thousand <laughs> listeners because yeah. I'm too busy. And um, we don't do anything with analytics, so
1: no, no, we're quite bad at that.
0: So yeah, you can follow us at, at Masters Rich and at Spivzy.
1: Yep, S P I V Z Y.
0: Mm. My wife likes uh, calling you Spivzy because it knows it. Spivezy. she knows it annoys me. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> she's like, why though? If his name is Spivey, why does he not call himself Spivesy? And I was like, I don't know. It's not my choice, is it? But it's Sp- not right.
1: Spivezy sounds like an arachnid character. Yeah. Yeah, where Spivsey sounds definitely
0: more like a name you would give to your mate in the pub.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like um, it's Dave
0: the Hat and Spiffsy.
1: Yeah, it, it, the tall guy Spud and this is Spiffsy. Yeah. yeah,
0: Spud Spiffsy and Dave the Hat.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's called Dave the Hat because he never wears a hat. That's a that is a Ricky Gervais showism. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm glad you went into that. Um,
1: Ricky Gervais
0: is a turf. Yeah, uh, so he can fuck off. He can. Um, but, but the cartoon uh, the was pretty fun. Show was pretty <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll do that at one point. I've um, got the DVD, so I could. Uh... Yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are some good. There are some good bits of that show. Um, yeah, it's mainly the animation that's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, right, we're gonna go. We'll see you in two weeks. Um, remember, it's about weird shows. So if mm. you want to email us about an episode that you find, found particularly weird. You can email us at g- uh, toonhounds at gmail.com. You can. Um, have fun. Be always nice to each other in this terrible despotic world that we live in. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, tell your content creators that you love them.
1: Yeah, please we love you.
0: Because we love you. See you in two weeks, gang. Bye. Bye.